Kurt. And I'm Luke. And this is The Breakdown. We are so glad to be here with you on Wednesday evening. Just a reminder, every Wednesday, 6.30, right here live, coming to you on Facebook or YouTube. And I just had this question from somebody coming in today, and they were saying, hey, can I only catch it right now? And I said, no, you can actually go back on YouTube on the church's site, or you can go to the podcast, mm -hmm. and you can watch or listen to, rather, his Providence podcast. HPC with, Sermon Notes. There you yep. go. So we get to hear yep. Pastor Zach's message, and you can hear the breakdown. So really exciting. This is our kickoff at School of the Spirit this week. Yes, so even is. tonight, we have classes running simultaneously, and some of the students were like, oh, I'm going to miss the breakdown, but you don't have to miss it. So we're glad to be here with you. A very exciting day. Yes, this it is, is. This is week four. It is. This is week four. How yep. cool is we that? It's so fancy mugs. <laughs> I guess it took four weeks, but uh, they, I think they ordered them after They're the first quality. week. They are, they are quality super mugs. quality. And we, that actually, with those mugs in mind, we actually need to give some thanks to the behind the scenes producers that you don't usually get to see Mr. Dave LeBeau, Alex Laramore, and Haley Wilds, who have really been here from the yeah. start and uh, make this possible every single week. Absolutely. So thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Well, we're going to get started in just a few minutes here and go over Pastor Zach's message of stretching your covering. But Luke, why don't you take yes. us into prayer? All right. So Heavenly Father, we come before you uh, with open hearts mm -hmm. and open minds to receive uh, the truth of your word that Pastor Zach brought to us on Sunday. Father, I pray right now that uh, you would quiet um, any um, unrest that's mm -hmm. in our hearts or any in the hearts of the people that are watching um, that the enemy is trying to stir to block them from truly receiving your word. May they hear with clarity. And Father, bless us as we um, speak and build off of your words uh, with clarity. May we, re may we reflect your heart and yeah. your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So uh, just getting into it, uh, the title of the sermon was Stretch Your Covering. And the main scripture comes from Isaiah 54. Um, and I'm just going to read those first uh, verses that Zach spoke from. And it says, Shout for joy, O barren one, you who have, no, who have born no child. Break forth into joyful shouting and cry aloud, you who have not travailed. For the sons of the desolate one will be more numerous than the sons of the married woman, says mm. the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent, Stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Spare not. Lengthen your cords and strengthen uh, your pegs. Mm -hmm. And Pastor Zach said that there's, there's three areas where um, this could be applied. He's like, you could look at this um, on the scale of the global church. Sure, sure. Um, the local church. And then also we could make personal applications from this. And the main point of the sermon... Um, being that by lengthening our cords uh, and strengthening our stakes, uh, we are doing this, we are taking these steps, uh, praising from provision. We yeah. are doing this um, in order to prepare ourselves for the vision that God has placed in our hearts so that we can minister and cover, cover more people um, and go out and, and live out the callings that the Lord has placed on us. Yeah, it's so good. Now, Kurt, I have a question for you. Go ahead. So we say that we can apply this chapter to the church, the local church, and even ourselves. Mm -hmm. Now, this is an Old Testament passage yes. from um, the prophet Isaiah. Yes. I, my question is, how can I apply that to, to these situations? Mm -hmm. Is that appropriate? Is it appropriate to take a passage mm -hmm. like that 
um, and extrapolate from that and into my personal life when the when these prophets were speaking to the the children of Israel at a particular time. What, yeah. What is the scriptural basis for that? That is such a great question, Luke. I, you know, we hear it so many times, especially if you may have grown up in a denomination that really preached the very specific mm. context of the scripture. And hey, let's not deny that. God's word, this is the way that I like to look at it, Luke. God's word is so big. And when God speaks a word prophetically, um, or just we see it in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, when he speaks a word, absolutely, hands down, 100%, that word has a specific context. Absolutely. But our God is so big, right, that a, a specific context can a, be applied to a further situation down the road, even if it's not prophetic. Mm -hmm. So taking a passage from Isaiah, which is a, a messianic book where the Isaiah, Isaiah the prophet is speaking about the coming mm -hmm. Messiah who will redeem Israel, mm -hmm. right, and ultimately redeem all of mankind. Right. You know, I've had a lot of conversations with people, especially in reference to Jeremiah 29 11. Mm -hmm. And there's some people who say, man, that was just for a specific group in Israel, you know, coming back as the remnant. That was not for us today. Mm -hmm. Well, hey, I'm going to tell you what the scripture, Paul brings us into the New Testament in our new covenant. And in the book of Corinthians, he's saying in 1 Corinthians 10 11, that all these things were written for our example. So it's first a model to us. And, and even before that, you know, Jesus quoted a lot of the Old Testament passages, and he brought the original intent. And I just want to go back to what I was saying at first. Like, don't be afraid to look at a scripture from the Old Covenant or a scripture from the Old Testament and say, man, can I really apply this to my life? First of all, Jesus referenced so much of it. That's first. Second, Paul actually says that all the promises of God are yes and amen, literally yes, and in him who is Christ, they have their amen or their so be it. Right, right. So, so we shouldn't struggle to, as you said, extrapolate, you know, a context here and say, hey, this is for me today. Right, because we're, we're building off of heavenly principles, mm -hmm. and mm. heavenly principles are, are timeless. Oh man, that's good. Um, and, and I would point out that this portion of the book of Isaiah is pointing not just towards, um, you know, the return of the people from Babylon, but it was pointing towards Jesus and the hope that he brings. Yeah, and so that's, that's the main impetus of the entire book of Isaiah, all embedded all the way through. Yeah, it's so true. And so we really do want to encourage, like, don't don't be afraid to look at a scripture and apply it to your life. God is big enough um, to be able to have you do that. And I think, obviously, there are some specific scriptures we don't need to pull up right now that you're like, that has no context for me today whatsoever. Right, right. But if it's a promise, right. what is this promise? This promise is saying, hey, you're barren. You may be unfruitful. It may look in the natural like you're very unfruitful, but by faith, you're going to open up your mouth. Amen. And you're going to praise. And that brings us into this next theological point of the scripture teaches us in the book of, of Hebrews that it was through faith and patience that they inherited the promise. And so I want to break this down. You know, when, when Abram, we know him as Abraham after, you know, God changed his name, but when he was still Abram in the book of Genesis, in Genesis 15, so Abram actually says to God, what should you give me? What are you going to give me seeing as I continue to go childless? He's actually appealing to God. God's saying, I want to make something of you. And he's like, well, what are you going to give me? I still have no heir. Mm. And he says, why don't you go outside and look at the stars? 
And I want to bring this up right now because Pastor Zach was talking about lengthening your cords and strengthening your stakes. You cannot do that if you do not have a vision Amen. inside. Amen. And so God is painting this vision for Abram and saying, if you can grab hold of this vision, Abram saying, I just want a son. Right. God saying, I'll give you a multitude. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to, to come back to that place and say, okay, God, I'm going to trust you right now, not just for the one, but I'm going to trust you for the multitude. Mm. Mm. So we step out in faith. We, we to have to. We really do. And I think that that's the thing. If you have struggled with the concept of faith, or maybe you feel like faith has been mistaught and misrepresented, you know, we've, we talked about this in one of our first episodes, one of Pastor Zach's messages a couple of weeks ago, um, the, the name and claim it, you know, I'm just going to see it and I'm going to call it out. You know, well, life and death are in the power of our tongue. Absolutely. But when God begins to paint a vision for you and God begins to show you, this is what I have planned for you, you're not going to see it come to pass until you actually start believing right. Abraham it. believed the promise. Yeah. And that was, a credit to, that was credited to him as righteousness. And so I think a lot of times, Luke, what we do is we jump right into the works. Mm -hmm. We jump right into, I'm going to work this. God has given me a vision. I'm going to work it and I'm going to make it happen now. Mm -hmm. And God's saying, why don't you first believe? Why don't you first believe? And I believe that that actually helps us to lengthen our cords. We're building our faith by trusting in God's promise. Right. So we, we grow smaller and God grows bigger in our life. So good. So then we have this, this concept of, I mean, who, who ever thought you could get oh, theology? I was, I was dying. <laughs> I was like, that was the best. I'm sitting that here was on the best. Did, 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 he, did he just say hypotenuse? <laughs> what, what is this? I'm like, oh my goodness, we're hey, in God trouble. God created math. Okay. <laughs> math reveals the principles of heaven as well. You know, it makes sense that musicians love math. Mm -hmm. I would just say that. So everything works together. There's rules. It's calculated. But I was not ready for geometry on Sunday. And I was sitting there like, oh, wow, this is going to be really interesting. But I'll tell you what, that could preach all day long. Amen. That whole idea that the more you stretch out, the closer you're actually getting to the presence of God. Nothing has changed vertically, but you're making room, especially under you, under that covering for more of that to take place. I just thought that was absolutely fascinating. And, and you know, even if you don't get the whole concept, because I'm not sure that I fully understand everything that Pastor Zach was drawing out, but there's a hint of it that I think the more we meditate on that, the more we begin to build on the vision that God has given us, the more we'll probably see it come to fruition. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, because the idea was that as you, as you stretch your curtains, as you bow those curtains, lengthening them and uh, lengthening the cords, yeah. then the hypotenuse comes, uh, you know, lengthens out. You have that bigger angle at the top, mm -hmm. the the God angle yeah. for the illustration, and then our angle grows smaller. So we're basically saying, God, I am giving up my agenda yes. for your agenda. Yes. And when we do that, he has now more um, opening into our life because we mm. want, and that's what we want. That is what that's we what want. we want. Um, and then when you, Zach had a great um, quote, when you cover more, you catch more. Yeah. So when we cover um, more, and that's not just to cover us, it's to cover people. Yes. Uh, the people that God has put into our life to, mm -hmm. to steward, then we can catch more of him. Mm -hmm. 
And I think, too, this is where the concept of Issachar came up. You know, we had some questions about Issachar and, and, and how does that actually apply here? Well, very specifically, I think what Pastor Zach was referring to is that the same word for lengthen or stretch is to, is, bow. Is to bow. And it was used in that. Yeah, and it was used with Issachar and just mm-hmm. laying out prostrate. And I, I see that and I see him mm-hmm. just being covered as Pastor Zach was laying on the stage. If you didn't see it, you have to go right. back and watch right. it. But you bring up an excellent point that that's not just for us but it is covering for those who are under us. That's really powerful. Right, and that's and that's where I think when we're talking about application mm. um, of this sermon, if the, of this, this message, it's what is our role in the world as Big C Church, as Little C Church, HPC, yeah. and then as you and me, Luke and Kurt, yeah. and, and you watching or listening. That's that's how that is. That's that's how we play that out. It's like, what is our what is my role? Mm. Why am I stretching this out? I'm stretching this out for a purpose. That's right. Because God wants me to cover and to go into a specific area to reach a desolate uh, a desolate place. Oh, that's so good, Luke. And I think what happens is. You know, there were there was a lot of study years ago on like the seven pillars. I think it was seven pillars or seven mountains of leadership and us going into all these areas. And I may be wrong on the number, but going into all these areas and really reclaiming them. And when you know, when you hear and you, you think about the fact that, you know, the hospitals were started by the church mm-hmm. and we still have yeah. the rod with the, the serpent around yeah. there. And it's like, OK, we're going to go back. We, we had this idea years ago that we were going to somehow reclaim these things. And we're going to go and make it happen. And, and this is exactly what happens with Abram and rather Abraham. God had to begin to sow the vision inside of his head till it got down to his heart. And then he tried, Abraham tried to make it happen. We have tried as the big C church for so long to make this happen. But then boom, something comes in like COVID, shuts down the world. Now we have nurses that we are, are not being able to work and doctors that are not being able to work. And now something like, you know, this message is coming on the heels of two major announcements for our church. Number one, the most recent, King's Academy, the sweatshirt you're rocking right now, you know, um, King's Academy, a brand new Christian school right here coming, being birthed out of here. And we heard the, the announcement last month on this, this clinic, this right. medical clinic. Right. And God is, God is now reclaiming because we're starting to believe and put into practice. Well, and that's the thing is like, I really think that that was always God's and this was always God's intention for the church yeah. is that, you know, we don't just pray on our own and just make sure that I as an, as I, as an individual am okay with him just for my, my, my salvation. It's, I now proclaim his salvation and his vision for, for the world, you know, on earth as it is in heaven. That yeah. is part of the mission of the church. Yeah. And you know, the, you pointed out a lot of the hospitals, actually hospitals were started by, by churches. Mm-hmm. Um, you can read in, in ancient times, like in ancient Rome, they did have hospitals and they were associated with, they, they, they were kind of like hospital, but they were associated with pagan temples. Wow. And basically you, you could go there, but you had to believe in that God. Oh, wow. And it was a lot of like very like mystic, mystical stuff. Um, I'm sure very demonic. Um, but church, uh, Christians would care for, for their own during plagues and the non-Christians. Mm. And then as soon as uh, Christianity was legalized, hospitals became ubiquitous like throughout the, throughout the kingdom. Wow. They were everywhere. So the this modern medicine is really has christianity to thank for that wow. um and then 
in Rome, infanticide was a regular part of life. They had laws that any deformed child uh, should be abandoned, should be killed. And if fathers didn't want their baby when it was presented to them, then it would be taken outside the city. And the Christians would take in those babies. Wow. Um, in the catacombs in Rome, there are actually many, many inscriptions because the Christians would hide there and, and, and bury, bury their dead. Uh, there are many inscriptions that will say adopted son of adopted daughter of and this was completely contrary to um the mindset the worldview of ancient rome wow which just goes to show that when when we accept christ he changes yeah. our worldview you know the idea that we are made in the image of god that's what gives all life value that's what gives every man woman child a purpose yeah is this is someone this is a being that has been created in the image of god and you know, Luke, it's interesting that you say that and even bring it into the concept of adoption, which is really big. We have, as we've heard, the spirit of adoption at this church and on this church and over this church. And that is an area that we're watching the Lord reclaim as well. And what I think is really interesting here is I want to bring this up. There's, there's something so important about being faithful in the little things. Mm -hmm. So we've been spending a lot of time in these past few minutes talking about really big C church yeah. concepts, right? Big C church concepts. And you're sitting there or we're sitting here thinking, okay, that's all great. And the message was great. But what does it look like personally, even now beyond local church and, and the little C? And this is where it comes into just being faithful in the little thing that the Lord has called you Amen. to. You Amen. never know how that faithful stewardship, because he who is faithful over least will be trusted to be faithful over much. And God is proving your faithfulness right now in that season. Whatever he has entrusted you and me with, he is proving our faithfulness. And with, with, you know, with everything moving the way it is, God is the one who will actually move us into that place. Exactly, exactly. And that's why I really think when we uh, think about how do we apply this in our life, we have to go back mm. to um, that principle that Pastor Zach um called us to look at he talked about the order it says shout for joy mm. barren woman mm. praise precedes promise yeah and if, if if that's the only thing you take away from tonight yeah and you meditate on that then then that will take you so far because a lot of times we do not feel like praising but we are called to praise regardless of our circumstances and you know we can talk about like oh uh, let's stretch out a tent. But it's like, well, maybe I don't feel like I'm in a tent. Maybe I, you know, you don't know my life. Yeah. My life feels more like a jail cell. My, mm. it, it feels like bars. I cannot stretch bars. Mm. I can't do any of that. Okay. Like I don't even, some people don't, might not even know where they're going to start. Mm. And to that, like, you know, when I was thinking about this, uh, the Lord brought to mind the, you know, Paul and Silas in prison. And it says, what were they doing in the midnight hour when they had been thrown into prison for, um, for casting out the spirit in the, of, the, of the demonic woman? They were praising the Lord. They were chained, um, and they, they didn't know what was going to happen to them, but they knew where their, where, who was their provider. They yeah. knew that God was their provider. Yes. He had already given them salvation. He had empowered them, and they had been doing his work. So they praised him, and then what happened? God opened up the prison doors. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he, it, you know, it ends with the jailer being and his whole family being saved. And that's what happens when, when our praise comes out of a, a, 
of, of, of a deeper sense of provision that transcends our earthly, you know, our earthly situation. Yes. That's when these things happen. Mm. And that's why it always goes back to faith. We believe in the promises of God. We believe that he will do what he says he will do. It's so good. And I think that that's where it comes back to that vision. If we haven't accepted, like God said to Abraham, go out and look at the stars. And if we haven't allowed the Lord to paint that vision for us and we haven't meditated on that, you know, from the moment that the Lord called Abraham out and spoke to him, it was quite a bit of time before the son of promise was born because God was birthing this vision and faith inside of Abraham and Sarah. And so I love what you're bringing up here because I think for many of us in different seasons of our life, we can feel like we're stuck in a cell. And something came to me as you were talking there because one of the things that that Pastor Zach was bringing up is, um, and I think we have to check our heart. One of the things Pastor Zach was bringing up is if you are setting up a tent, you have to have those industrial stakes. You have to stake them in the ground. It can't be a bobby pin. It can't be the little plastic one that comes with the tent from wherever we got it locally. It's got to be those industrial circus style, you know, like it's going to take everything to bang it in. And, And then also to pull it out. He talked about the tractor being there to pull it out. And I think it's so important to come back to the concept of you may feel like you're in a jail cell. You may feel like there isn't really a tent around you, but you can strengthen your resolve. Maybe your stakes are not outward. Maybe right. your stake is your personal resolve to well, say, and I, th- I think that's what it is. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not moving. I'm not moving. I'm not going to be uprooted. I'm not going to be cast about and tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. I'm going to grow where I'm planted. And if the Lord has placed me here, he knows where to find me. Exactly. Exactly. Because it's, it is not a, well, I'm going to try this praise thing and wait and see. No, it's, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this because God is faithful and he always does what he says he will do. Yes. So, and, and, because what this comes down to is what is the desolate place that the Lord is calling you to go resettle? You know, as a church, we're resettling education. We are resettling healthcare. Mm. We have resettled foster care. We have made significant strides in that area for this region and then even other areas of the country. Yes. So now me as an individual, I might feel, well, I'm really small. What do I do? And, you know, to that, the Lord points out, you know, the feeding of the 5,000. Mm. You know, the the disciples wanted to send, like, they told Jesus, you know, you should send them back into the town so they can eat. Yeah. And Jesus like, no, you're, you're going to feed them. <laughs> and they're like, well, we have five loaves and two fish. Yeah. So they bring that to Jesus, and then Jesus multiplies that. And that's all Jesus is asking you to do mm. is what do you have? Yeah. You see the need. Yeah, yeah. You see the need. What do you have? How can you, in a sense, lengthen, you know, lengthen your, your stretch it out, stretch yep. it out, yep. lengthen your, your cords. What can you do? You start with something small and then God does mm. his piece. Mm. He does his piece. You know, we're not expected to do what only God can do, That's it. but we are expected to be willing. I think that's really good, Luke. What, what what do you say to somebody who may really be struggling with that practical aspect right now? Like maybe even, um, just kind of stuck, like you said, feeling like they're in the jail cell, they feel like they're stuck. You know, how how do they really begin, how do we really begin to shift that mindset? So I that's where I really think it actually does come back to worship. Okay. Now, and I'm not saying this just because I, you know, I enjoy music and, and worship. I Music is really, really important. Mm. It is very, very important. Um, and it's to, to, 
to people who don't think that it is, I'll even I'll just point out, well, why do you think, you know, Satan is inspiring so many artists in the world to put out the filth that they are putting out? Wow. Because Satan knows that music is important. Mm. And when we say praise, it's it's a song. You know, the Bible says that the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. And then it also says that God rejoices over us um, with singing. Yeah. So singing and music, that's a heavenly thing. And that, and when we take part in that with our, with song, with actual song, actual praise, we, we are singing to our souls. Like our, our souls do find life. God will meet you in that place. Mm. Um, and even if you're not musical in the sense that maybe you don't feel like you're a singer, well, you remember songs. So in that sense, we're all, we're all musical. Yeah. We're all musical. And when you have songs that are reinforcing the scriptures that you're reading, the truths that, that you're receiving from the Lord, they, they get that much more seared into our heart. That's really good. That's really good. And it's exactly what the scripture opens up with in Isaiah 54. Rejoice. Rejoice, O barren woman, you who have borne nothing, no one, for more are going to be your children yes. than those who are married. That's just a phenomenal concept. So really good to come back to that place of praise and worship. And it doesn't have to sound good to anyone but the Lord. Right. And you're reaffirming that right. truth in your heart. It's great stuff. And then and then I think as far as like practical steps, like what does this what does this look like? Well, it can look like many different things. So if you feel, if you see a need, maybe you have a burden for, for Christian education. You know, we, we need teachers. Yes. So it's you know, finding out like, what is that step for me? What is, what is the Lord calling me to? Like, if, if he's, if I see this need, there may be a reason why the Lord is, is prompting me. What is that mm. next step? Mm. If you're, you know, if, if you're call if you're thinking about foster care, then, you know, a practical step, a, a step to lengthen your cord and prepare your, your covering is, well, then you have to talk, maybe talk to someone who's done it, find out more about it, maybe sign up for the, um, the classes at DCF because you're gonna, you know, you're gonna need to do that. Those are practical steps, and that's what I think lengthening our cords looks like. Yeah, and and then and then committing to it. That's you know, that's strengthening our stakes. Hey, that's so cool. And as we as we wrap up these final few minutes, I want to just like really park for a few moments on strengthening our stakes. If you find, hey, listen, I, I've just come to the realization that in certain areas of my life, I have some weak stakes. I have the bobby pins. I was just telling this to Pastor Zach today. I've got some bobby pins. You know what I'm doing? I, 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 I was going to kind of uproot them. No, I'm going to take the industrial stake and I'm going to beat them through Absolutely. the bobby pin. And yes. I'll say, okay, God, we're going to do this together. I'm going to put, put it down and I'm going to trust you. And I just was thinking in that place of uh, just practically, it's so amazing on Sunday when, when we're, you know, this message coming on the heels of the school opening and uh, second service because it wasn't live, just a really two testimonies coming up immediately. And number one was just somebody who had been barren for a while that praise God, they, you know, they said they were so close to just giving up on having natural born children. And I just want to say, Luke, you know, if you're, if you're out there and you're feeling like I'm kind of at my wits end, I'm going to release this and let this go. Can I just say in the, in the multiple areas of my life that the Lord has brought provision, it's been at that moment when I've Amen. laid down the yep. Isaac. Amen. Sometimes, Amen. and I'm saying that in reference yeah. to Abraham lazing that, laying down the son of promise. So many times in our lives, we have to release that and let that go. Well, and that's the thing. That's when we when we go back to the feeding of the 5,000. If this is a vision from the Lord, yeah. he wants you to be faithful, but he's going to show up in a way that you will know it was, it was him it was. and not you. That's right. Because right. the battle is the Lord's. Mm-hmm. 
It's so, it's so interesting. So good. And then another testimony that came up at second service was, you know, Frank got up to talk a little bit about the school and was saying, hey, somebody left first service and came back and they just said, no, we're going to strengthen our stakes. We're going to put it right. down right now because we've made that commitment. Right, right. And to that, it's you, because part of why do we why are we covering more? Mm. We're covering more so we can shelter more people. That's it. And so a practical thing is who are the people that are in my tent? that the Lord has called me to steward. And and for parents, it's your children. That's it's it is your children. It's your children. What how do we want them to be influenced? Do we want them to be influenced by the world or do we want them to be um to have the principles of heaven, you know, you know, seared into their minds. Mm. You know, cuz we can go back to like what is the role of the church? The role of the church is to bring heaven to earth. And you know, a lot of a lot of us, you know, I think Satan has tricked us into ceding that mission to the secular world and we th- and we have given a lot of these jobs that the lord has called us to do we've yes. given we've given it to the government yes and we've relied on someone else instead of trusting that the lord has given us the vision we've relinquished that and so yeah because it seems too hard yeah and it's like we got to give it to the government the government can fix it yeah something bigger and someone bigger that the can government is here and he's here to help <laughs> and we know how that how that works oh my goodness hey we are wrapping up the final minute here of the breakdown hard to believe it's our fourth show take us before we go kind of bring us through a couple of questions to to meditate on this week okay so as you're as you're uh, contemplating the this week's message the three questions that that i have um on my heart for us is first am i praising the father from a place of provision or for provision because mm. this is a sign of spiritual maturity as zach said we have if, if we're praising from provision that means that we're praising despite our circumstances because we know that in him uh, we have all that we need and he will provide um what it is that we need to accomplish that mission that he has for each of us individually second question who are those in my tent that the Lord has called me to steward for his kingdom. Mm. And then finally, what are the desolate places that the Lord is calling me to resettle? So good. Those are great questions. All right, well, we're going to wrap up here with some prayer. Mm -hmm. And we just want to remind you, if you missed the live show, you can actually check it out on the podcast. You can go back to YouTube and watch it. But let's pray. Father, we thank you for the time that we've had today. We entrust everything to you. So many of us, we have to lay something else down and and resettle and reclaim another area. Would you make that clear to us as we put our trust Mm -hmm. in you? And Father, for those of us that maybe need you to kind of sow some vision again and, and, and just call us to look up at the stars, Lord, we ask you to speak to every individual to show us how this applies not just to the big c church or the local church but to us personally we thank you for this in jesus name amen, amen. Thank all you right for well, joining I'm, us it's great night i'm kurt and i'm luke and this is the breakdown be blessed <laughs>